Hi, everyone. It's Robert Poole. Welcome back to the Growing Your B2B Small Business Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about a concept that can propel your business forward while at the same time keeping your stress level to a minimum. Let's get started. You have a small B2B business. Are you frustrated with the lack of resources to grow in B2B? So where do we go to learn how to grow our B2B business? Should we focus on traditional offline methods, online techniques, or both? How do we bring in more clients and revenue and yet keep our sanity? I'm Robert Poole. Join me as I share two decades of B2B growth experience, learn new techniques, and combine both offline and online growth strategies to grow my own business. If you're listening to this podcast, you're part of an elite group of achievers who aren't willing to settle for just a nine-to-five job. Welcome to the tribe and welcome home. Hey, everyone. I hope you're having an awesome day. Uh, in the last episode, we talked about how almost everything in marketing works some of the time and how to find the most effective use of your budget and efforts. In this episode, I want to talk about a subject I think applies to certainly to business owners, but should apply to everyone. You know, if everyone thought this way, the world would be a much better place, but that's a different subject. We'll just keep it to us for now. Many years ago, when I was a plebe at West Point, which is kind of uh, like uh, the equivalent of a freshman at a uh, four-year college, and it's going through the typical hazing that the academies are known for. I learned an important life lesson that I carried on to business. You know, that first summer at West Point, the, you know, the goal of the, you know, the non-freshman cadets uh, was to break down the plebes, drill in military instruction and discipline kids that are right out of high school generally. Um, and, you know, they make life as miserable as they could. Uh, we weren't physically abused or anything like that, unless you count running until you puke, but. It was basically a mental game with constant yelling, telling you you're worthless and so on. Uh, and it was a long test to see if they could break you mentally and emotionally. And then uh, they have to match that with the growth needed to discard some of your normal habits of thinking and supplant that with a disciplined way of thinking that would be useful for an army officer. You know, whenever we were asked a question by an upper class cadet, which is the, you know, sophomore, junior, senior, we were only allowed to give four responses to the question. This was, you know, unsurprisingly called the four responses. Those responses were, yes, sir, no, sir, sir, I do not understand, and no excuse, sir. And, of course, when I say sir, I mean it to be either sir or ma'am, depending on the gender of the upper-class cadet. Uh, even that was tough, though. I had several female cadets unload on me when I accidentally called them sir, or instead of ma'am, you know, oops, uh, not a mistake you want to make. Um, you know, out of those four responses, the upper-class cadets kind of made a game of asking questions that had no good answer where a yes, no wouldn't work, and I don't understand wouldn't make sense leaving us strictly with the no-excuse response. What this meant uh, is that when something required a simple answer like, well, there are no newspapers delivered this morning, so that's why I couldn't get a paper this morning, instead of giving this answer because we were limited to the four responses, most of the time we ended up with the no-excuse sir uh, response, which, of course, the then uh, consequences for us messing something up, even if it was completely out of our control. You know, at the time, I think I was 18 years old and thought I knew it like most 18-year-olds. Um, or I thought I knew it all, excuse me. This kind of experience certainly didn't seem fair, and I didn't understand the point for quite some time. I thought they were just using the four responses as many of the techniques of hazing and trying to break us mentally and emotionally. I mean, I'm sure that was part of it, but looking back, I think they were teaching a very important lesson. If you think about it, purely from a military standpoint, you know, do you want your officers that are commanding other soldiers in battle to tell that our superiors, well, we couldn't take the hill because it was too steep or too hot or the enemy is too tough. No, you want officers who will take responsibility and make it somehow rather than just having excuses. What the upper class cadets were doing in actuality, and they may not even grasp the importance of it either, 
was using an extreme scenario like the four responses to beat the principle into your head that no matter what happens in a situation, you have to take full responsibility and accountability as a leader. Sometimes to learn things, you have to take it to an extreme to make a point and change your way of thinking. So you might be thinking, okay, Robert, that's a great story, but what does this have to do with B2B small businesses? The reason I told you that story is because the principle I was taught when I was 18 has really dramatically affected my business and my life, and I think it can affect you too. You know, I've listened to so many business and development trainers over the years, I, I kind of forget who said this, but so my apologies for not giving credit. But they said something to the effect of entrepreneurs take responsibility for solving problems that aren't their own problems. And I think this is very accurate, but a lot of business owners are guilty of placing the blame for failure on outside forces, and I know I'm certainly one of them. You know, don't get me wrong, this doesn't mean that I, I've lived by this principle all my adult life, but when I did take it to heart, my results were much better. When I didn't, usually after a period of time, I'd look back and kick myself for not owning the problem and trying to mentally excuse my lack of action. You know, in all of our businesses, there's going to be plenty of times when things happen and you can clearly say, well, you know, it was employee X's fault or the economy is bad right now or clients are clueless, they just don't get it. You know, and, and really, what's the benefit to you as the entrepreneur? Well, you get to mentally blame some outside force and you don't do anything. Quite frankly, um, however, that comes at a cost. If you blame some other factor, you're going to feel powerless and helpless and you won't feel like you can fix it, which means you won't. You know, I've done this myself where I blame my business partner or a client or whoever controlled the government at the time. And what I got was this feeling of being totally out of control of my business and helpless to change the circumstances or come up with a solution. You know, I found that usually when I get those nagging thoughts of fear or helplessness, I can tie it back to me not taking ownership of the situation. It's funny, but using an exercise as to why something in your business isn't working is actually uh, much tougher and mentally drains you emotionally than if you just pulled up your pants, took ownership of the problem and you know, face the problem head on. You know, on the flip side, you know, if you own problems, instead of blaming an outside factor, you get the power and the control back. Just like the no excuse exercise, sir, that I had to go through before, consciously making the choice to be a leader in your business and take responsibility for all the problems will give you a sense of power and control. That feeling of power and control will result in actions that actually solve the problem, take away stress and leave you in a better position than if you tried to pawn the responsibility off on someone else or the environment or whatever. You know, as an example, uh, you know, if you have an employee, let's say her name is Cindy and she's a sweetheart, but not the sharpest tool in the shed. Everybody has one of those. Um, in a moment of brilliance, you know, she charges a customer 50% less than she should have charged them. You know, if this is $10, it's not a big deal. But what if it's a thousand? You know, the pucker factor is suddenly much higher. You know, you have two choices. You can choose Cindy out, tell her what a dummy she is and take the lost revenue out of her check or even fire her. You know, all of us would probably want to take that route if she's clearly at fault. You know, however, if you take a minute and think about it, um, what benefit does blaming her really have uh, for her mistake, um, you know, strictly from a business perspective? Well, the answer is there is no benefit, really, unless you take the money out of her check or something. But basically, the only real benefit is for you to emotionally vent and take out your frustrations on somewhere else. You know, instead, what if we uh, consciously made the decision to take uh, total and complete responsibility for the mistake? Well, that doesn't make sense. Why would you take responsibility for something that's obviously her mistake? And the answer goes back to that no excuse, sir, mentality. If you instead, you know, say, you know what? I didn't train her correctly. It's my responsibility and I'll fix that for the future. Hmm, what should I do to reiterate the importance of avoiding mistakes to Cindy. You know, what if you asked her instead, you said, Cindy, I obviously didn't train you correctly and I apologize, you know, what can I do to help you so this doesn't happen again? And, you know, that's a completely different approach to the same problem. 
With this approach of taking responsibility and accountability for the problem, you empower yourself to come up with solutions to prevent it from happening again. You know, this seems like a simple concept, but your emotional state either approaches a problem from an empowering standpoint, so you move your business forward, or you put yourself in a state of helplessness, which leads to a feeling of lack of control. And I hope you can see why taking responsibility is just good business. You know, unfortunately, this is a habit and a way of thinking that a lot of people don't practice these days. That's true for business owners and true for the general public. Most business owners are probably better at the gen- than the general public uh, at doing this at some level where they wouldn't last long in business. But I think we're all guilty of taking the easy blame your way out of the process from time to time. You know, this is something I'm always working on, and I try to bring my staff along with me in this mindset, as it's just as important that they're accountable for their respective tasks as you are. I hope this idea hits home with you. I know it's been real, real positive for me at times, and certainly uh, when I didn't do it, a negative for my business. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Have an awesome day. Thanks for listening today. I hope you learned something you can implement right away. I know your time is valuable and it's an honor to serve you. Please subscribe and rate this show on iTunes and give me your honest feedback and what future subjects would help you out the most. I also put together a short ebook on some of the top lessons I've learned in 20 years in a B2B business. You can download a free copy at growyourb2bcompany.com. That's growyourb2bcompany.com.